Warning, this podcast may feature adult language and themes and is not suitable for younger audiences. You have been warned. Welcome back to another installment of Hapless Heroes. And happy Halloween, everybody. Um, I'm going to start with our character introductions. Uh, Starting with the person seated to my left, we have Joe, who plays Ezra. Hi. We have Mike playing Quinn. That's (laughs) K-W-I-N. We have Dave playing Zero. Which is exactly how you think it should be spelled. (laughs) (laughs) We have Zach playing Paradil. You can spell it any way you want. <laughs> and we have James playing Hoblet. Two Bs. <laughs> <laughs> or okay. not two Bs. So last time on, uh, on the show, you guys have collected the reagents for the portal key and met up with 31 Squared. Uh, he led you guys to the general location of the portal. And you guys went through the Bramblewood. Uh, almost had a My Girl moment as Tabby disturbed a giant's wasp's, wasp's nest, but he is unharmed. And then found you guys found yourselves in front of this like these in these like ruined this like, ruined castle area with this giant stone ziggurat. And you guys made your way in. There happened to be some what looked to be some thuggish fellas holed up in there with a whole bunch of crates and boxes and probably stuff that they stole and you know some training dummies and. After a very tough fight, uh, you guys have emerged victorious, yet battered and a little broken and out of spells. And there's still a second level to this ziggurat to explore. So we're here in the room, in the, in the ziggurat. Um, you know, Tabby's kind of like checking up on you guys. And, you know, you even see him like pick up a sword from one of the thugs that you felled and like stab it through one of the guy's face. Like, yeah, take that bad guy. Am I doing it right, guys? <sighs> so what do you what are we doing now? Actually, before that, at the end of the episode, we didn't have it on mic- on a microphone, but the party actually got enough experience to level up to level three, but currently are not in possession of some of those abilities. We just kind of like have them on deck for the next time that they rest. Thirty one squared kind of pipes in at this point. He says, "That was a brave fight, hirelings of Tabby. If I may." Because I perceive there is danger ahead of us still. I have been saving this for this particular occasion. And he looks over at Tabby and he says, Tabby, will you please hand me the focusing device? Tabby kind of pull out of his bag that red velvet cloth and he unwraps the rod, you know, that, that like gear work rod with the jewel on it and hands it over to 31 squared. And you see 31 squared turn a few dials on it one way and twist the diamond on top another, and it starts to sort of breathe into life. And he says, I am going I, I will now attempt to open a temporal rift due to the planar conflux existing in this area. What I require of you 
is for all of, is for whoever is in possession of the reagents for the portal key to please assemble that now. Dip the ogre hair into the blood of the devil, and I will explain what will happen. Who's got the blood of the devil? Yeah, who's got the stuff? I have the ogre. I have the hair of the ogre. Some somebody's got to have the blood. I swear, if we left the blood back at camp. <laughs> no, I think I remember uh, you have the blood because you had to okay. put it. You, I'm sorry, Zero had the blood because he had it in his vial. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yes, yeah, I had the vial. And yep. Ezra, no, has, Ezra has the hair because he scalped the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Bad ass. <laughs> Wasn't enough to just get one hair, was it? No. Maybe. So um, I guess who's going to be the one to you assemble the who's going to be the one to assemble the key? Zero, oh, you have wow. a very okay, good uh, <laughs> dexterity, right? Yeah, I, I certainly hope I have enough so giving, dexterity to unstopper a vial <laughs> and dip a hair. I'm giving, <laughs> I'm giving the whole scalp to you, though. Okay, so before I unstopper the vial, <laughs> I'm going to set down the scalp on one of the crates there sure. and remove one of the hairs. Yeah. I don't need the whole scalp, but... That's a waste. I suppose it's a waste. It was about sending a message. I don't know though. what it's a waste for. I'm not sure who we were sending the message to, but we sent the message. Yeah, yeah. And now I have a hair. Now I have unstoppered the, yeah, vial, the vial. right. And dip the hair. Okay, and you can you immediately sort of see the, the contents like meld together and sort of react with the, just the general air of whatever is existing in this place. You don't really see a portal opening anywhere here, but 31 squared says... Well done. What this serves to do, and unfortunately we only get one chance to execute this properly before the this particular property of this rod is expended. I'm essentially going to create a rift in time so that you may rest and tend to your wounds. Only a 30-minute period will be have passed on the outside Within your extra-dimensional space, you will have plenty of time to sleep, tend to your wounds, meditate, whatever it is you choose to do. However, I will require someone to stand guard with me in the event that there are any unwanted visitors. I've got 20 hit points left. I'll volunteer. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure a character can talk about hit points. Like, but, uh... Yeah. I'm very, I'm very self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Peridil volunteers. Um, so what's going to happen now is that after a brief montage, we're going montage. to have, yeah, we're going to have a long rest where everyone will be able to level up to three. And Peridil, I'll say that you'll still be able to get up to three, but you will not regain any hit points unless I mean, you'll be you'll be taking a, a short rest, so to speak. Coming back from level three. Montage. Yeah. 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 So the temporal field seems to hold um, Peridil. Since you're, I mean, you've taken a short rest in this time, this like hour that's passed, or the half hour that's passed, like in the outside world. Um, I mean, you can see them in there, but it's almost like time is moving really slow. You know what I mean? It's just almost like this like little bubble. What are they doing in there? But, um, you know, the, the half hour is starting to come up. I would like for you to just quickly, though, make me a perception check. Just to, like, you know, because you're, you're standing watch. 
I'm gonna 14. Oh, you got plus A? Whatever. Plus uh, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> you don't have to talk in your voice when you give me a number <laughs> if you don't want to. I don't have any um, additional perception. Oh, so you get okay. plus one. Oh, plus one. Yeah. Look at a 15. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You can hear that uh, some voices coming from upstairs, like up those mm-hmm. stairs. It's like almost like a little trap door, but it's slightly ajar. Okay. And... Um, but they don't. You, you don't really hear them coming in your general direction. You guys and you, you're able to sort of like, when you hear it, you and Thirty One Squared sort of make sure you can't keep it down. But you when know. is a door, not a door? Uh, when it's a jar. <laughs> wow. Horror. Wow. I don't think anybody laughed at your joke except we, for uh, you. Can we cut that out of the? Uh... No, no, no. I think <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep that in so that so no, that everyone else can just you know. Feel the crickets. Feel the crickets. Yeah. Somebody laugh. Maybe I'll Thank edit. You. Maybe I'll edit in some crickets over there or something. <laughs> um, okay. So the temporal field sort of collapses, and you guys are now back in the present. Everyone's freshly at level three. Everyone's good and rested. Oh, yeah. And um, you probably, you think you guys probably have some time to survey the room if you if you wanted to, um, but um, otherwise, there's just the stairs going up to the second level of the ziggurat. Has Peridot let us in on the fact that he's heard some... I don't think I can talk to you guys. Yeah, no, he, they're, they're out. Everyone's, everyone's oh, good. Just came okay, okay. Ooh, just so you know, I heard some uh, interesting bumps and creaks outside the door, fellas. <laughs> Perhaps we should investigate. Okay, so you guys are going to just kind of go straight up? Um, or, like, you know, what's the plan? Should we send a ninja up? Oh, yeah. There? <laughs> ninja Ezra? <laughs> If we all go to the bottom of the stairs so that no. we have your back. You so wanna... I, what's Tommy been doing all this time we were training? Has he just been sitting in a room with a bunch of dudes descending actually, into rigor mortis? No, he's what he's, he's actually been, he's a, he actually took that like short sword. He took off of one of the, um, one of the dead thugs and is just kind of like swinging it at the training dummies. He's not doing that great, but you see him really trying. Like he's he he seems to be determined to like show you guys that he can be an adventurer too or something. I don't know. I mean, you can see he's definitely like he's like looking over at you guys, like smiling, like am I you know like like not saying it, but you can tell you can still hear his voice in your head, like am I doing it right? You know. Um. So what's the plan, fellas? One of two ways: we either head up and listen, or I walk up and kick the door open and we see what's going on. <laughs> They both Either way, their, we're fighting, but... They both have their charms, yeah. <laughs> Brute force is not a, a bad thing. Can we go make uh, another perception check uh, elsewhere? Oh, the only way is up the stairs? I mean, that's... That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, and then like through the, like, the little trap door, you had to push right, no, it so, open. So I'm going to clank up there and make a, and make a, a check. I'm going to go... Like, like, yeah, against like the... Yeah, yes. sure, I'm sure. Go stand outside the door and see if I can... Get up there undetected, and if not, then I I, um, I can do something. I won't. I oh, you, Ezra. Yeah. Okay. Hold I on. Can, You're I, gonna step I, in and make a sensible decision. Yeah. Okay. Someone has to. <laughs> I have it. to figure out where where to find. The, hold on. I mean, you could probably just make a stealth I, I check. Pass without a trace or something, but I don't think I need to do all that. I don't think you need to get fancy like with whole... it. Yeah. No. Just make. I mean, you're okay. just very being good. good yeah, at being yeah, stealthy. Yeah, yeah. So just make me a stealth check. I got an eight. You got an eight. Yeah. Okay. I mean, when you get close to the, I mean, you, you're not like too quiet when you go up the stairs. You trip really, up the stair. Yeah, but you notice that like when you kind of press your ear, like you know, almost like towards the like little opening that's like kind of cracked. The open, door that's ajar. You're gonna keep milking that. 
when you press your ear to the door that is a jar. I remember when I was Uh, a cow person and I did the milking. Oh my. Oh my. We've descended into shitty puns. What's going on? The voices sound the voices sound uh not like super close to the door. Like you can almost it's almost like there's like another room sort of away from you Mm. that they're talking in and they they seem to be talking about um you hear this like one like really gruff voice saying something about, you know, amassing an army and he just needs a few more or something like that, and he's like talking to sounds like almost like I think two other people. Okay. Um, that's you. You can definitely make out that there's at least two other people like up there talking to him. It's very clear. I can't hear anything. You can't really make it's you know it's, it's, a, it's a little muffled. Yeah, it's behind it's, it's, another it's, door. It's, yeah, or something. Right. All right. I'm I'm gonna come back and say that. Uh, I heard some. I heard people. I, I, maybe there weren't people. I don't know. I heard. I heard a group chatting. Three people, give or take. What kind of voices were these? Uh, one was definitely a heavily accented tone, uh, but the other two kind of just sounded like just kind, kind of, of straight common. It was hard to make out. I couldn't. Could <laughs> I? Could I uh, understand them, or were they speaking something else? No, they were speaking common. Okay. They were definitely speaking common. But it was just like well, that's all I got. Words. Something about amassing an army. That's all you heard. Well, <laughs> well, that's it. Something about a small army. <laughs> After a our rest, army. I came into possession of a spell that I read about. That's pretty cool. That allows me to not only create a weapon, but move it like up to twenty feet and then attack. Magic weapon. Yeah. So like we don't even really have to go in. The door's ajar. I could just kind of. Yeah, but what are they send a magic about? hammer up there or something. <laughs> like send my hand exactly. I mean, you can't see for the hammer though. Like you'd have to be looking to tell it. You have to see a target because like the hammer doesn't know where to go unless you tell it. That's unfortunate. Then <laughs> my plan is scrapped. Because like you know, your magic weapon doesn't have eyes. <laughs> it should. So your plan was that hopefully your magic weapon would have better decision making qualities than you. Yes. <laughs> Yes, Your Honor. <laughs> can I can I yes, give it sir. another? Can to I be try fair, it's a good plan. Again, or, I mean, yeah, you well, know, I mean, now, I mean, let's I mean, go in. Gonna, We're yeah, heading in, right? Yeah, but how are you, like, <laughs> you guys going to just like slam the trap door open, or are you going to try to like right. slowly creak it open? Like, you know, like how are you trying to open tell, this door? Could he tell how close they were to the door? He could. They were tell. They, they were they were not like right next to. It. They were definitely like, going to be in another room. All right, then uh, go on in there, Ninja. All right, Ezra, make me one more stealth check to see like kind of how. Definitely, you can open the door, or even sleight of hand. I'll give you, I'll give you that too. Go ninja, go ninja, go, go ninja, go ninja, go, go, go. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. You managed to open the door relatively quietly. I mean, it doesn't really creak. The, the hinges weren't that rusted out surprisingly. So the, you know, this must have been a newly installed trap door, somehow. And um, you guys, you kind of see that it opens up into this. Um, like large open room that's been set up as some sort of like war room. Um, there are maps and drawings lining the, the walls and tables scattered throughout the room, and they hold sort of crude relief maps of the area with like odds and ends denoting some sort of like force allocations, like you know, just like I mean, like random items like just scattered about, like with flags, little like toys, just anything he could possibly find, pebbles to just signify that like where, where things are located. On like the map. what the inside of my brain looks like if I'm playing Risk. Pretty much. Okay. Um, the room is divided across the middle by a huge stone archway 
and the far side of the archway looks to hold another living area, but there is like cloth walls sort of set up in like a maze-like fashion in there, and there's also like um, like a tattered cloth draped in front of this archway. And you can see that, you know, while they haven't noticed you yet, there is a strange humanoid-looking person with very leathery skin and jet black hair pulled into a top knot. Um, is sort of like sitting in front of one of the tables, and he's got two others, two other dudes, kind of just like looking over this table with him. Like they have their backs turned, but he's looking. He's like you know he's facing the direction of the door. Because um, only Ezra is like kind of up there right now. Yeah. And he's maintained a level of stealth, so they can't see what you're seeing. Right. Are you trying to communicate that to them, or? Yeah. I'll, are you uh, like hand signals, talking? Like how are you? I'm kind of whispering it back, trying to like. I, I feel like that's fair. If they were going to notice, yeah, I think he's good. Yeah, from yeah, down yeah. Below, they'd so gonna, have noticed the ruckus. Right. That's we that's were true. doing murders eight hours ago. Yeah, and they haven't noticed anything, so it must be pretty soundproof. They've also been up there that whole eight hours. It seems to be. Darn, that's some that's some dedication to their potential revol- revolution mm. revolt <laughs> thing. Okay, but is everyone following him up? Yeah, I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the last one up. Yeah, there. marching orders. Um, so who's going up? Are, are, are we just head up right are we just, are we just are we trying to fight or are we trying to? Yes. I'm <laughs> I think I think Hoblet's answered that question. But I'm always trying we, to fight. Yeah, so I right. don't. I'm going up right after Hoblet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I figure go I'm going to make the most noise since. All right, everybody makes stealth yeah. checks. Yeah. I'm the approximate. Except for Ezra, you're good. Yeah. Ooh. Uh oh. Ah. Not good reactions I'm hearing. Yeah, um, I I know I wasn't gonna make a stealth check going. Yeah, up the and ladder. actually you get disadvantage, Hoblet too. I'm because you're wearing uh, chain armor. Yeah, and I'm a machine, the approximate size, shape, and glorious mahogany color of Terry Crews. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Yeah. All right. So, um, Quinn, what was your seven? <laughs> uh, zero. What was yours? Um, six. Ooh, Paradil. Five. In Hoblet? Four. <laughs> so you guys just come I crashing I... <laughs> up the stairs, right? That's why when you said seven, I was like, man, I wish I rolled a seven. Ezra, the best. Ezra, this, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. is the I'm hapless the hero who's yeah. making an entrance. Like you have Ezra got up there all nice and quiet, and then you guys just, I mean, just charged your way up there. Like, okay, it's safe. He's okay. That's what happens when Hoblet goes. Well, seven. I think since Quinn was behind two other unstealthy people, I think he just kind of gave up. Yeah, anyway. sure. Right, right. He's like, oh, I don't even care. Right. Um, and immediately these three gentlemen look up from this table right at you. Um, the the guy with the leathery skin and like top knotted hair, uh, he's he picks up this angled scimitar. I'm looking at you, Peridot. Not his, but it's a scimitar. No, that's not good, though. He picks up an angled scimitar from the table and points it in your direction, and he speaks in a very heavily accented tone. I was beginning to think this realm would be so easy to conquer. I was worried it would pose no challenge, give no glory. I hope you are here to prove me wrong. Uh, (laughs) And he's he's like like pointing this scimitar at you guys. Peridil unsheathes his scimitar, looks straight into his eyes, and says, I was born to give a worthy fight. Bring it on. With that, let's roll initiative. That's perfect. <laughs> Challenge delivery service. I'm feeling good about this, guys. I just learned how to do three new things miraculously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Yeah, right? Okay. I got some bitching new spells. I'm about to bust on their face. All right. 
Ezra, what's your initiative? 17. Quinn? Nine. Zero. Eight. Ten. Paradel? 17. Hoblet? 12. Not bad for someone with minus one this next, right? Not bad at all. <laughs> Ezra, Paradil, and the enemies. Um, all of us, let's re-roll again to tiebreaker this uh, high initiative. You, we all got 17. That's a flat roll? Flat roll. Um, so I got a 17. You got a 14. I got a 5. Okay. We're playing golf, right? <laughs> No, that would that means someone would have to roll a four. Fran, I know you guys out in Radio Land can't see this, and maybe Fran will edit this out, but that is an exceptionally large D20. <laughs> I know I'm a noob at this, but I felt like the D20s I had were big, and Fran's is like... Oh, dang, dang son. Threw it on the table. Yeah, are you compensating for something? No, no Fran. <laughs> <laughs> Am I out of line calling that testicle size? Testicle size. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what's... What, what, that's, I think that... Right? That's yep. a... That's a well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, give or take. I mean, that's, that's all dependent. I'm down for the measuring contest. <laughs> Dave and Fran have a huge dice. To any of the ladies listening? Although Fran did just get once. married. I did just get married, yeah. You it's can't find it. It's like miss. as big as my fist. It's too big to fail. <laughs> it's true. The, the, the one should well, be when smaller. When it does, it fails big. We, we went really solidly in the innuendo land here, didn't we? Yes. <laughs> everything, was inappro- everything was inappropriate, and I just... Okay, so anyways... Five, four, three, two, one, zero, go. Great countdown. <laughs> a simple three, two, one would have sufficed, but... No, it's okay. I'm a big Office fan, and Dwight starts his countdown down at 20. <laughs> 20. 19. 18. <laughs> Um, yeah, so these um, these four humanoids, uh, you know, the, the guy with the leathery skin is accompanied by a dude wearing sort of robes, like almost looks like some sort of caster of some kind, like some sort of spell caster. And then those two thugs, similar to the, you know, idiots you found downstairs. Is anyone wearing like an apparent shiny cod piece or any other such? Not that you, not that you, <laughs> not that you can tell. Not that you can tell. So you're looking directly at the crotch area. Is that because of your height or because of uh, yeah. some natural? I think it's a little. I, on your I'm part. Like I think it's a little bit of both. Tall, so <laughs> they're gonna go first. So the um, the leathery guy is going to charge right at the he- most heavily armored looking person he could possibly find, and runs actually right over to Paradil, and he also sees. Uh, you know, he's also brandishing a scimitar and feels that you are the most worthy opponent. Got my chainmail, got my shield. And he um, got wisdom in my eyes. He's going to make two. <laughs> he's going to attempt to make two slashes at you um, with his scimitar. Okay. He gets a 13, which I don't think is enough, and an 18. Nine. What's your AC? Uh, 19. Oh, yeah. So he does not get through your nimbleness and your armor. Okay. Because you also have your shield out, too. That's some considerable armorishness there. And he kind of sc- <laughs> scoffs at you, but he sees he's kind of enjoying himself, like enjoying the challenge, right? Yeah. Uh, the <coughs> robed fella takes as, you know, like kind of like in this sort of mazy room, kind of like steps back a little bit till he hits one of the clots and like kind of almost tries a lightly 
duck around a corner. Um, I mind you, this is cloth, tattered cloth, but he's just trying to like, obscure himself a little bit. And he's going to point at zero and cast magic missile. <laughs> this is the one in the robes. Zero's getting shot at, and he's just taking damage because magic missile is money in the bank. Uh, you take 10 damage, 10 force damage from magic missile. That's just a hit? Yeah. It just it hits. Magic missile, magic missile hits. always hits. What about the one time it doesn't? As these three bolts of force hit you like right in the chest. And the two thugs are going to kind of charge in. And since I'm assuming that it's most, it's probably, it's probably like Ezra, Paradil, and Hoblet up front. One's going to go to Ezra and another one's going to go to Hoblet. Quinn's feeling really happy right now. <laughs> up. Yeah, somebody will do something about that eventually. <laughs> so against uh, Hoblet... One of them rolls a nine with his mace, so that's not going to get through. Swung like a pussy. And against Ezra, also a nine. So you guys are probably fine. We most definitely are fine. All right. Um, well, so these guys didn't really do a whole lot of nothing except for uh, the mage. Yeah. Who couldn't have missed with that spell if he tried. Right. Ezra, mm. what are you doing? You got a guy on you. Trying to hit you with his mace. With his mace. He doesn't look too smart, though. All right, so I'm just going to hit him twice. Just, yeah. Uh, just... Short sword and then unarmed. Attack. Attack. Cool. Let's see it. So I got 15. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, so, a fi- so a 15 is going to hit. Um, what about for your second attack? Um, nine. Okay, so the 15 hits. So uh, that's your short sword. Go ahead and do your damage. Nine. Wow, max damage. Yeah, yeah, you stab him pretty good. He's uh, not too happy about that. You gotta get him right in the gut. Looking so Ooh. hot. Yeah. Um, but he's still standing. Oh, he's still standing. Paradil, you are engaged with the other scimitar-wielding fella. All he right. doesn't look too human. Not too human. No, it's got these like leathery, like sort of greenish black spotted skin. Like his hair pulled up into this top knot. He's kind of got like a very short. He's a hipster. Very, very, um, very short nose. Only does if that's have, an artisanal uh, scimitar. Does he have any like apparent uh, weak points, or should I roll for? Uh, it depends on how well you hit him. All right, I'm gonna use one of my superiority dice. Okay. I'm going to, with my scimitar, make a precision attack against him. Okay. Uh, what does that do for the audience? Well, a, preci- a precision attack is when you make a weapon attack roll against a creature. You can expend one superiority die to add it to the roll. Oh, nice. You can use this maneuver before or after making the attack roll, but before any effects of the attack are applied. Sounds good. All right, let's see it happen. Ooh, I really needed that too. That's, uh, even with that precision attack, uh, that is a 13. That's not enough. He's kind of wearing uh, some half-plate armor right now. Oof. And it just kind of, like, clangs right off of the um, of the metal. And, you know, he's at this point, like, he feels like it's a very fair fight. Like, neither one of you have been able to actually get through each other's armor, but uh, he's definitely, like, enjoying the spar with you. Hoblet, you got a guy on you. Little thug. Wheeling a mace. He's only, like, wearing leather armor, though, so it doesn't really, like... I'm gonna smash. You know what's I'm, gonna be I'm going to smash him. All right. Uh, with my maul. Trixie? With Trixie. <laughs> Come here, Trixie. 13. 
That's a hit. Decent. All right. See it. Clobber him with your maul. Twelve. Ooh, nice. That's I don't know did. why I just said in Hobbo's voice because twelve. It was a twelve <laughs> for those of you that don't speak Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great hit. Yeah, he's he kind of like he reels from that blow. Because you, you see, you see, he has a really hard time kind of like standing himself back up from that. Yeah. You know, give really, yourself really a little time. bit more credit. They didn't take the hit because uh, they're weak. They took the hit because you're strong. It's you, man. And Trixie. What a what a so motivational. Zero. <laughs> Hobbit's on top of the world right now. Just motivational so you know. robot on top of the world. So what are you doing, Zero? Shooting a dude. Uh, who are you shooting? Uh, I'm going to be shooting the guy in the robe. You know, okay. Since he was so kind as to include me, I'm, I'm going to return the favor. We all deserve engagement in this. Yeah. He's not hidden, so like he, you know, he he had to like have line of sight. Yeah. Ooh boy, that isn't an eleven. Um, it's exactly what you needed to hit him because he's he hasn't had a chance to doesn't really see there's any magical armor surrounding him. It just the crossbow bolt like right. just goes sailing straight through his robe and into his shoulder. And we'll roll some damage. Twelve. Uh, actually went into his gut because that's good hit. <laughs> and he he like he staggers back and kind of actually like you know like he just yelps in pain. Right back at you, buddy. <laughs> this is a dramatic difference from last time. Last time you guys fought. We are seriously kicking ass. Uh, Quinn, Don't what are you it. doing? It's like saying shut out while there's still a puck on the uh, ice, <laughs> No, I wanted to shake things up a little bit. He is going to shake us right I... in some ones. Whisper to Leatherskin. Come here, Leatherskin. <laughs> That's not what you said to him. Um, Whisper how to much, him. How much time do you spend in the sun to get a Leatherskin like that? Ooh. Snap. Wisdom check. Wisdom saving throw? Wisdom saving throw. Okay, so I'm going to use a bardic inspiration die. Uh-huh, sure. Um, to enhance that little uh, insult. 17. So that means he, he still succeeds. passes. He succeeds. Yeah, 17. Damn it, all day. It was worth it. I tried. Does anything, happen? Does anything happen on a failed? Um, uh, on a fail, he takes half the damage. I didn't write it all out. That's fine. Oh, well. Uh, but he does not have to run away from me. That's fair. Oh, I remember that spell, and I remember when it worked. Oh, when it worked, and it was... Yeah, that was pretty pitching. Awesome. All right, 5, 9, 13, so that's 6. Take 6? All right, damage. he six takes 6. Psychic, 6 psychic damage. My lisp is not helping me. Okay. Um, you're going to see that before these guys act again, Tabby and 31 Squared are going to do something here, too. 31 squared runs uh, right up next to... Right, seriously, that's all I'm thinking right now. Is this kid's going to no, no, no. run into Leatherface and mm-hmm. just be like... No. Uh, 31 squared goes right up to next to Hoblet and starts like like waving his arms like wildly and like flailing himself to almost like kind of distract the guy who's um, attacking you and uh, is going to actually give him disadvantage on his next attack against you. Um, Bitching. And Tabby is going to quickly... You know, like sprint up to the guy that Ezra's fighting and just like try to like just like kind of wildly swing the short sword and then run back away. So he got a 12. He actually manages to hit the dude for six damage and then just kind of like 
you see him as a bonus action disengage. Ooh. It's like he's found a class. <laughs> Gonna go to the the thugs and leather leather skin. Call him Leatherface from now on. Leatherface? Leatherface. <laughs> Agreed. He's been Leatherface in he's, my head. Yeah, Leatherface. Absolutely, yeah. Um, this podcast makes no attempts to right. uh, reference yeah, anything not. real. Uh, any any relation to things in real life is purely coincidence. Is that how it goes? I don't know how it goes. I, I guess. don't care. I thought Anus. we were allowed to. Do, 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 yeah, do, it's pop culture. Do, I'm just do, do, yeah. I'm just being. I'm just being silly. Which cancer. is good because I'm just right. going to do the hell out of this. Yeah, <laughs> all lives are coincidental. I think. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag no lives matter. That's deep. That's deep. <laughs> okay. Zero lives matter. So Leatherface, <laughs> as we've come to know him, is going to um, attack. Uh, well, continue to attack Paradil. Oh no! Ooh, and he crits you. Ooh, that hurts. And you're actually going to see that he's going to use a special ability called Martial Advantage. Who's got Martial Advantage? And he's going to actually deal uh, some extra damage to you as well. Uh oh. Pardo, we knew and loved you. Don't worry, bro. I got healing spells for you. You're just stoked it isn't you. You're going to take 16 slashing damage. Yep. What do you got? Four left? Yeah. Yep. And uh I mean he just like gets you right across like he finds like that sort of weak point in like the shoulder of your arm where he just like slices right through. I mean like it's it, you're hurt. It's not your dominant arm, but like you're Ooh, definitely that hurting. Stings. Yeah. Um the mage is going to uh he's still looking at zero. He's trying to take out the uh the guy with the giant crossbow who just shot him. And uh, is actually going to cast Mage Armor on himself. (laughs) 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 Urge to kill. Right. Urge to not die. Urge to live. Right. (laughs) Um, The thug attacking Ezra, who's not doing so well after that stab from Tabi. Yeah, I don't think a... um, I don't... Does a 15 hit Ezra? What's your AC? Uh, 16. So no. Okay. Yeah, so he doesn't get... He doesn't manage it. You're, You're too fast. You're just... Diving out of the way and dodging. <laughs> Gotta go fast. Like like the ninja that you are. Um, and against Hoblet, that's not getting through. He gets a, um, a 13. Swing yep. and a miss. Swing and a miss. Ezra, what are you doing? I'm going to do it again. Yeah? Two yeah. attacks? Two attacks. So I'm going to uh, attack him with my short sword first. Okay. Uh, nine. Ooh. My third nine. That's not going to hit. Does it hit? Nine. 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 Um, and an 11. The 11 hits. Cool. Exactly what you needed. Um, yeah, so let me see that unarmed damage. That was hurt. Seven. Okay. You got a seven. All right. Actually, that was exactly enough to kill him. What does it look like when you... Uh, that the, he had seven hit points left kill after him. Toppy stabbed him. What does when it look like when you, uh, yeah. when you crack this guy across the face or wherever you hit him? Like he usually does. <laughs> like he usually... This wow. is becoming a pattern. That's descriptive. Does. No, you know what? Tantalize <laughs> the, the ears of our audience. It's Halloween. Uh, what does it look like? What does it look like? Were there any ghouls involved? No. <laughs> I punch him, right? Yeah. How ghastly. <laughs> but like it's very it's like a Does your hand sink into it his It sinks face? into his eye socket no. and then it it's like a Quentin Tarantino. Just gush, yeah. 
gushing blood. Yeah. <laughs> all over my face. Great. And as you stand there, just <laughs> unscathed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Parado, what you doing? I'm um, crying a little. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, bonus points for honesty. Uh, let's see here. feel like I'm like too blinded by my wound to even think clearly, and all I can do is just try to scimitar this mother, mother fiend back. It's okay. This is a mature podcast. You can yeah. swear. We can say fuck. This Monday to Friday guy. <laughs> I, I prefer Monday mother lover. Yeah. Okay. Uh um, see it. All right. That's a 12. Nope. 12. Does not get through his armor. That's unfortunate. Make with the shoe sting. Okay. Um, yeah. Sorry, Paradil. Didn't work out for you. Anything? You trying to do anything else cool on your turn? Well, I've got a really great idea that I can do um, is to use my second wind ability. Sure. Great idea, man. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's the best of ideas. And um, I know what that does, too. Awesome. What does it do? Well, what it does is um, I'm going to roll my D10 and use that plus my uh, level 3 fighter uh, level. And yeah. uh, it's going to regenerate some hit points here for me. Let's do it. Wow. Okay, roll the nine plus three. That's a 12. You get 12 hit points back. That's Damn. 12 hit points. I'm feeling good about that. Yeah, it was good. I dried my tears. Dose took a little, for our took Spanish listeners. First aid <laughs> kit out of my pocket. Just dose. Sutured up my wound a little bit. No, dose, dose is 12. Dose is 12. Is, or dose, dose is, is two. two. Sorry. Right. Dose, dose is, 12. is 12. Yeah. Is it? It's yeah. important Se for... Espanol muy bien if we ever want to yeah. SAP this Look. ML. <laughs> <laughs> nice job, Paradell. Hoblet, <laughs> um, what are you doing? You got a guy almost dead in front of you. I do. However, I happen to notice that Peridol seems to be having a wee bit of trouble with a leather face. Yeah. And he's just his top bun is, I can't stand a top knot. So I, I want to smash Well, it's not like a man bun. It's Scalp like a... In my it's face. still but, pissing me off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's still, it doesn't look right. So I want to smash his face off of his face. Okay. So I'm pulling Trixie out and I'm going to yell... Hey, Leatherface, look over here. 13. Are you getting Leatherface? Are you yeah. trying to hit Leatherface? Yeah. Yeah, no, it, doesn't, it doesn't hit him. Fuck, Ricky. <laughs> he doesn't even pay attention at all. I know he didn't because I sound like an idiot. <laughs> it's okay. Would you, you rather else, have Hoblet? people miss you acting like an um, idiot? Because <laughs> you, you actually swung at him. Yeah, yeah. I'm mad that I missed him, so I'm going to use my War Priest ability per yeah. short rest to swing Trixie again. Do it. Oh, fuck, what the fucking... <laughs> what is that? It's less than the last one, so... Okay. Not a one, though, right? <laughs> it's not a one. That's good. No, not enough fucks for a one. All right, so we're moving on to zero, then. Fuck Sorry, Javi. And zero doesn't even say a word. There's no trash talk. He, he's not even changed expression yet. Right. Another shot right at the robe guy. Well, it wasn't a one, but it's definitely a miss. It's definitely a miss. Oh, two, a two doesn't hit? Two does not hit. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awful? Two knowing, plus whatever he had was not going to hit. Mage armor is going to put him bare minimum of 14. No. That's actually what it put him at, because you knew it was 11 before when you hit him. So I'll just tell you that. Yeah. He's at 14. Uh, Quinn, what are you doing? 
Nazir is doing anything else over this turn. No, okay. I'm just ro- ro- reacting. Help me yeah. understand the, reacting, yeah. the geography of what's going on right now. So the two. So the guy, the the, the thugs and, and and Leatherface are like kind of in the room where you guys are now. But there's the mage guy sort of in like that that, in the that living area room. So like everyone else is in the war room. He's in the living area. Stop. There's no fighting in the war room. So everyone's kind of like <laughs> interacting with everyone at this point. Correct. We've engaged them physically. I would say so, yes. That's hot. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to continue my defensiveness. I'm going to cast Bane on the three remaining individuals. Hmm. They must make charisma saving throws. All three of them. Let's see. See how charismatic they are. Leatherface. I pricked my finger for this, so it better. Leatherface work. gets a 19. Um, Mage gets a five. And so, and then the uh, the thug gets a like a four. Okay. Leatherface succeeds. Leatherface succeeds. The re- the other two do not. Uh, the other two must now. Yeah, is uh, it the D four? D four. Yeah, yeah. Track that from anything that they do. Oh yeah. You use this enough. I think yeah. we know how it we've works. Got, we've figured. We've passed. We've, yeah. we've we've gotten past it. Sweet. Anything else? Um, I am also going to give a bardic inspiration die as my bonus action mm-hmm. to Paradil. Yeah, he needs it. Stab him. So, so now, when you attack uh, you. or make a You're saving welcome. throw, you get to you could you can choose to roll that d4 along with your d20. Okay. To add that. Or the D6. 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 That's what I meant to say. No, D6. So so I yell across the room to Paradell, yo, use some magic to kind of screw something up here. (laughs) You know, just because he's a gnome doesn't mean he knows how to cast spells, man. That's like, that's racist, dog. I'm just saying I saw him use some magic earlier. (laughs) I understand that it has been bequeathed to me. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you've lived it your whole life, man. It's okay. I still love you. Uh, So now Tabby and 31 squared. 31 Squared is going to continue to distract the, the dude on Hoblet. Uh, Tabby is going to try to just run up and stab Leatherface and then run back again. <laughs> Good old Tabby. No. He gets an 11. And he just kind of runs away, disengages. Uh, and the, the three remaining fellas now. Uh, Leatherface is going to, once again, continue his duel with uh, Paradil. As a reaction, Ooh. I'm going to use my Bardic Inspiration to uh, cut his uh, his points there. Fuck. One. One? Minus one. All right. He gets a five. Ah! So uh, well, that's, that's a least, kick in the dick. Well, that's let, a kick in the dick. In, in the general scheme of things, let's right. just say I mean, that's that how I the spell helped. works. I mean, that's how, the, that's how it works, really. You don't just, know that you didn't. Say, right. I don't know that technically he would have succeeded. Right. So let's just say that Quinn helped right. him fail. Well, of course. Especially of course. from in-universe. You did all help. All you know is you... You helped him fail you, harder. You, harder. You, much yeah. harder. You um, bent your energies to making the guy miss, and he missed. You oh, he missed, he he missed spectacularly. But you didn't even move. You didn't even have to move. Paradell. You just know that the tiger charm worked this time. And there are no tigers. Right. Exactly. All right. So the mage is going to um, look at uh, zero once more, and this time instead of casting a spell on himself, is going to launch a firebolt in your general direction. It's a really pathetic magic. Oh. Uh, yeah. He gets a twenty to hit. Not a natural twenty. No, a modified twenty will definitely hit. Yep. You're going to take uh, four fire damage. Oh, all right. 
that was a weak firebolt. Yeah. Well, it, it's can't like you, it's bread and butter casting. Yeah, your your robe kind of like there's like a bit of an errant flame on it again, right in the same spot that there was before when you guys were at Rosie's house. No, <laughs> oh, Ross. And then the last thug standing, who's still attacking Hoblet, is going to try it again. And he, yeah, no, I think he gets a fifteen against Tracy. That's not enough. Almost. Almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Uh huh. Ezra, we're back at you. So there's one guy. One guy. Yeah, you're no longer you. You killed the last yeah, person yeah. you were engaged with. So you, so you, you're you, Two, Leatherface oh, is Leatherface is the closest to you. I want to. Leatherface is the closest to you, and you can kind of go around to get to yeah. the dude he's attacking. You can you can get he's to pretty guy. much. What about Paradil? Yeah. Yeah. Paradil. That's Leatherface. That's Leatherface. Yeah. So you've got a mage, mook, and hit him, please, because we haven't hit him in like a minute. Yeah. Open fist or closed? Mm. Open fist. He's All a. Right. He's got a top knot. He needs a bitch slap. Smack it off his head. Yeah. <laughs> are you, are you doing a short sword too, or are you just? Doing... I'm. I'm gonna do. Um, yeah. Just you a tell where we all sit on the hipster movement. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do. I might as well do a. Like yeah, I'll do hands. a short sword and an uh, unarmed attack again. It's okay to again. go listen to some fucking banjo music. Uh, Our ten. banjo music. The hit oh. uh, that does not get through. Okay. That's my short sword and unarmed. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Twenty-five. Yeah. Light. Well, you create. Well, it doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah. yeah, you create them. So open hand. <laughs> open hand. So you're gonna get that top again, right max off the damage. Top so of four head. plus roll another d4 and and then add your bonus, which I think is what three. Max damage four. on that one too. Four. So oh, you do no, max like max to the max. So, so yeah, I got. Uh, so four, oh, four, this top three, knot is so done. Like That's uh, eleven to the max. Eleven. Eleven damage. Okay. To the top knot. Smacked it off his head. Um. Yeah, yeah. You 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 smack that top knot right off his head. No, it's still there. No, his you hair can't is punch down. a top knot. Come on. Head. No, but his hair could be knocked out of it. It definitely was ruffled. Laid him out. What happened? So fast, so furious. What did the hand say to the face? Paradil. <laughs> How's this Slap. guy looking now? He's he's still okay. He he oh, he, he took the hit. I smacked him uh, pretty hard. He's not uh, he's not down for the count yet. Open fist slap this dude. <laughs> walk up. This dude just you just you just punched his teammate in the face and killed him. Look right at him and you're like, yo, what's up? And slap him. Yeah. Real hard. I feel like eleven <laughs> eleven damage to the face should put you in the concussion yeah. protocol. Yo, yeah. He's oh, out yeah. next so week. Just to oh, yeah. He's out next week. Well, don't roll it unless you think you rolled something not good enough. Bad. Not good enough. Or clo- but still close enough to possibly. I really want to scimitar this guy yeah, because now I mean, my it's a scimitar battle. Yeah. Now my pride is just on the line. Yeah, of course. Okay. So you got Quinn rooting for you in the back. Roll. Here. Right, right. Go for rolling it. for attack. Oof. So six. I add. I would. You can add your bardic inspiration if you want yeah, but, to, yeah. but it might. I mean, yeah, you're gonna need not, a. To be okay. quite honest with you, if we if we can speak candidly, I even if he gets a six, I don't think Meta that gaming, that's gonna yeah. work. No, I yeah. agree. You say this, because I don't four. think you can even, if you get a six, six and six and whatever, you're going to be pushing it to get it either way. All right. I would save it. I would, yeah, save it. All right. Saving the bardic inspiration. All right, yeah, see you with. Oof. So a six isn't a hit. I mean, that was a, I don't know, whatever. It would, be, it would be plus four, so oh, even though, yeah. yeah, it was a ten. That still wasn't enough to get through. Right. You'd have had to get like a five or a six with your Hoblet. bardic to get a hit. Um... Well, I might as well. I might as well just smash this dude who's right in front of me. 
I mean, he's right there. Yeah, I'm gonna pull Trixie one more time. We're gonna hit the hit the other guy who's right 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 in the grill. I'm gonna give you advantage actually on that attack because 31 squared his attack is uh, distracting him quite handedly. Okay. Well, good because the first one I rolled was shite. Wait, wait, what, what's the number you got? 19. Nice. Eight bludgeoning. Uh, what does it look like when you kill the thug? As Trixie sl slices through the air with mm -hmm. majestic glory and hits this dude right on top of the head, his head literally explodes all over my surrounding teammates, causing them to have to wipe his guts off. But a little bit gets in Leatherface's mouth, too, because that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> but we all had our mouths closed, for the record. We all had our mouths closed, so it didn't get in any of our our mouths. Excellent. Just leather face. Excellent. Okay. Zero, what are you doing? Yeah, another squeeze and pull on the trigger. Oh, and come on. And that's, that's what we were looking for Ooh. today. Is that a net one? Yeah. Actually, hold another on, guys. One. So you, you notice that as soon as he goes to aim with his crossbow. Damn it, Zero. Zero immediately disappears. Where did he go? You almost see him. You almost you almost, you almost see like I mean it, like if if time slowed for just a brief moment, you almost see like a little small portal enough to fit like someone you know like lengthwise in, and you see like sort of an arm reach out, grab and pull him in. Now, do we all see it? Yes. Okay. And then he just gone. Not to sound like a dick, but I'm really glad he didn't shoot one of us with that arrow. <laughs> What, it, it, it's like someone rolling a nat one has shot you before. Oh, yeah. Several times. And we're going <laughs> to yeah, go right to Quinn. Happened. Uh, I pull out my short bow, and I go for uh, Leatherface. Okay. Fifteen. Not enough. Clangs off his armor. Okay. Uh, Tabby and 31 Squared seem to be very confused that Zero is no longer there. <laughs> and 31 Squared is now going to distract Leatherface. And Toppy's going to try to, uh, like, he's actually going to pick up a dagger that was on the belt of one of the, um, like, downed thugs and try to throw it at the mage and hits him with a 17. Good boy, Tav. For two piercing damage. Because he's, like, six. Something, though. That's going to bring it to the remaining two guys now. So Leatherface, once again, is going to okay. try to... He's at, actually, you're going to see him as a bonus action put a sort of like a two fingers to his temple and then almost like disappear into a mist and then reappear uh, right behind Hoblet. Um, and then make a, an attack against him with his uh, scimitar. An attack against me. Yes. That's an attack against my people. <laughs> <laughs> the dwarves. Yeah. Oh, big time. Mountain dwarves don't take kindly to being attacked. No, of course not. Um, he's going to get a... 14. Not enough. Miss. Yeah. Just grazes right off your armor. There's only one Trixie in this room. Mm. And the mage is now, he no longer has a target and is now going to point at the injured Paradil. Less injured. But still injured. Don't forget to roll the d4. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he's going to uh, shoot a fireball at you too. And ooh, minus so minus one from that, but he still gets a he still gets a nineteen. Ooh. Hit. So sorry. You're gonna take. 
You're only going to take one fire damage. Woo! Because <laughs> he rolled a one on his d10. Whew. And nothing's even on fire. It just kind of like, kind of like, kind of grazes you. Maybe bur- maybe burns a little bit of your uh, your douchey ponytail. <laughs> uh, and it's practical, all right. Yeah, it's practical. <laughs> and we're gonna go to Ezra. We're Chicks <laughs> dig it, okay? Leave me alone. We're forcibly dehipsterizing this room. Top knot gone. gone. Douchey ponytail gone. gone. No, it's not a hipster ponytail because I'm balding as well. So it's like the kind of ponytail. All right, all right. No, that's yeah. a midlife crisis ponytail. Yeah, no, that's passable. I'll allow it. I'll yeah, it's allow like. It. Uh, and actually, now that we've re- returned ZZ back to the uh, sort of the sort of the top of initiative, kind of thing. <laughs> since we rolled up to rolled back to the top of initiative, you're actually also going to notice that um, Zero had the portal key. Confound this. Gay. Um. Anyways, <laughs> so Crickets. Ezra, what are you doing? Um, killing myself. I'm gonna because now zero's gone and he had the key. I'm gonna go smack around Leatherface some more. Yes. So, um, yes. Do another short sword and unarmed attack. Seventeen. Oh, that's that's a hit on Leatherface. Okay. Six with my short sword. Yeah, six damage with your short sword? Yep. Okay. Unarmed attack with a 15. And does not hit. So just six damage then. He's a little worse for wear now. He's definitely a little worse for wear. Kind of cracking this guy across the face. Smacking him around. I said, this time you stabbed him though. What did you say? This guy like sort of vaporized and reappeared somewhere else? Yeah, almost like into like like a mist and then just. Like almost like he just like took a step forward and then he was behind Hoblet. What color was the mist? Let's say it was pink. Whoa! All right. I thought it was gonna be like purple. Yeah, you know I'm feeling. Picturing green. Like uh, feeling a little, little less cliche tonight. Like a hot pink, like a. Baby I would say more like a, a muted pink. pink. It was like okay, a muted okay. pink. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Halloween. It was a spooky pink. <laughs> right. I tried to catch like some fog ones. Peridol, All right. what are you doing? You're actually no longer engaged with Leatherface. You have to kind of have to spin around to hit him again. I'm crossbowing this dude. Yeah, it's uh, I, you're still within five feet of him, so like you're making that point blank, which means a disadvantage. Move back. His Pablo was right next to you. Oh, okay. Dimitar, um, it is. Dimitar, it is. <laughs> Let's see it. Ooh. Inspiration on who, are you, who are you trying to attack? Leatherface. Oh, I'm going after Leatherface. Yes. Yeah. Leatherface it is. Uh, okay. I rolled a 20. Like, not, not natural, right? I rolled, yeah, I rolled okay. a 16 yeah, yeah. plus okay. attack bonus. Four. Yeah, Four. got it. All right, yeah, that definitely a hit. Let's see that scimitar damage now. You finally got a hit on him. I rolled a three. I rolled a one plus two slash yeah, yeah, three. Three, three damage? Yeah. All right, it's still something. All right. You don't really get a, like a, good, a good hit, but you still hit him. Now, right before Hoblet acts, you see that you you see all of a sudden this hole, like this sort of rift again, open back up, and it just spits Zero out. Zero, you come back here. You have half of your hit points. Only three crossbow bolts left. Okay. And um, an, an extra ten gold in your pocket, and you are visibly. Like battered and a little confused. Okay, so seven. That this is three, still happening. But you got ten 20. gold. 
Can we ask him any questions? Uh, <laughs> probably not time. while you're fighting. And he just kind of hits. Kind he just, in the middle. He just kind of hits the. He just kind of hits the ground, and you are prone right now. That's how you want to use your turn. <laughs> yeah. You can. Yeah. I'll be hitting someone. <laughs> All right, Hoblet. Zero just appeared out of nowhere, right behind, right behind you, and it's now your turn. And he's like prone on the ground, um, looking pretty beat up. I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt at. At, dude in the back. At, oh, at the uh, oh yeah, great idea. At the um, like little yeah. mage guy. Yeah, sure. New die, and I got a fucking nat twenty. Nice. Oh yeah. So I'm assuming that's a hit. That's a critical <laughs> hit. <laughs> Boom. I'm not even shitting you. I rolled two sixes. So max the max damage. These are like these. Are, you guys are not the hapless yeah. heroes tonight. <laughs> so yeah. that's well, Hoblet isn't. 20, 27. 27 damage. Uh, yeah. What does it look like when you just absolutely destroy this mage with your guiding bolt? As Hoblet pulled the bolt back, mm-hmm. he muttered, perfect shot. And then it whizzes through the air into the right nostril of the mage, straight out the back of the head. And the arrow carries the mage's head back into the wall and sticks into the wall so that the mage is carried with it. Yeah, and it explodes into a divine flurry of light. Yes. And, and now his guts on the wall have advantage against them. And I was just going to say, anyone who wants to attack the guts on the wall, that spell also does give everyone advantage <laughs> against the person who I attacked. So feel free. Genius. All right, it's just the other face left. Zero. Um, you're prone on the ground, face down. All, all dusty and tattered and a little bit down. burnt. About how far away? Uh, about 10 feet away. Close enough. I'll fire from prone. <laughs> you can just like see him poke his head up a little bit, pull the crossbow out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, firing from prone is something you can do. It's absolutely something you can do. Let's see it happen. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really hit him, you know, with a <laughs> 10. But... Yeah, no, it doesn't get there. All right. I'll spend my movement after that standing up. That was good. Quinn. Zero's still shaking a bit of portal dust off of himself. Mm-hmm. And now whatever we're else. thinking with portals. <laughs> oh. And you actually see, actually, at, uh, now that Zero's sort of like in the room, something in the archway begins to materialize between these two rooms. Um, like you sort of see the, the the stones like kind of making the archway begin to glow a bit, as, um, as they seem to be reacting to something that was just brought back into this room. Uh, Quinn. What is uh, Leatherface wearing? Half plate armor. Khakis. <laughs> um, Khakis in a polo. He sounds she sounds hideous. Can I use heat metal on him? You sure can use heat metal on him, and you're going to now abuse that very broken <laughs> spell. Well done. That's absolutely something you can do. I love it. Are you going to heat his armor? I'm going to heat his armor. Uh, okay, so I cause his uh, plate... Uh, that he's wearing uh, to glow red hot. Uh, he, if he's in physical contact, which he is because he's wearing it, uh, he takes 2d8 fire damage. Uh, if he cannot take it off... It's going to take him 10 minutes to take it off. Right. So we're going to just... So 2d8 uh, fire damage. He doesn't make any saves against that, right? No. Yeah, that's just happening. Six plus 
three is nine. Yep, so nine fire damage. Nine fire damage. As his armor just is... You're brazen bullying this yeah. guy. You know what that is? Like one of those old Inquisition so torture So I can use any devices. bonus action mm -hmm. to cause the damage again. So that you can like just choose to use a bonus action to... Like, I can just choose to use a bonus, bonus action and say, boom. Which I believe I have one. You sure do. So I'm going to do it again. All right. <laughs> That's... Oh. That's okay, nine. Heat metal is a ridiculous spell against people holding metal objects or wearing them. And uh, nine damage is... He's almost dead. He's just like... You see him just like cooking inside of this armor. And it smells oddly so of burnt... So if he does not of burnt, drop uh, this skin. armor, which it's going to take him ten minutes to... to it's not going to happen. To, to don, mm -hmm. undon, whatever the word is. Uh, he has disadvantage on all attack rolls and ability checks. Right, and if he was holding a weapon, say he did it to his weapon, he would have to drop it. Correct. So, yeah, great spell. You're Wait, welcome, everybody. He would have to drop it <laughs> like it's hot. He would have to drop it like it's hot. <laughs> joke of the night and, goes and, to Dave. And we finally have a pun that works. Yeah. Second best joke of the night. No, that was that was the best joke of the night. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was fucking, that was pretty bitching. Okay. Uh, well, it's gonna be his turn, and he's 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 literally gonna put he's gonna just throw his scimitar. Oh, off by the way, I'm cackling through all. Of oh, this. of course, he's <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna throw his scimitar off to the side and throw his hands up and be like, "Okay, all right, enough. I've had enough of this." Do you let him surrender? I'm looking at you, Quinn. I know because you're I in control of his life right now. now. Yeah. Um. Smash this guy's face so bad. Since I can't actually force damage upon him at this point, mm -hmm. I'm going to keep the spell on him, mm. but continue to let him speak. Oh, but just not choose to do Simmer the more damage to him. Right. I mean, like I can't. Like I, I can't wait. I have to wait until my next turn to actually. Deal We're out of initiative, damage. so you can do whenever you want. Well, that's what I mean. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so, so that's it. We're talking. All right. So what? He's surrendered. What do you have for us? What do you mean what I have for you? I don't even know who you are. I don't know, take whatever you want. Just leave me alone. All right, so I turn to zero. You've bested me. You've bested me. Where have you been? That is a great question. There when? is a little fuzzy, by the way. It sure is. When is also a little bit fuzzy. The fact that I'm here right now, You're my back, timing circuits are completely out of sync. This should not, we should not be right now. How are we still here? Do you still have the key? This key? Yeah, and as he lifts it out of, sort of, out of his robe, the archway glows brighter, and all of a sudden, instead of seeing into that like dormitory sort of room area, what instead happens is that you see this sort of almost like unstable-ish like portal, like fill the doorway, and you can see within there is sort of like a, what it looks to be like a cobblestone road with many houses and hovels, and then it sort of curves up though. Shit. And like as it, as distance goes on, it curves up, almost like like all the way, like almost like completely ninety degrees vertical. But it's this long road with many alleys and stuff like that, kind of littering, and there doesn't doesn't really seem to be anything you can't really see from this far away yet. 
Actually, no, you can't. You're like 10 feet from it. Is there a wand shop? Is it Diagon Alley? <laughs> no, but uh, you see actually almost like that, that uh, the same sort of razor vine that's outside is sort of climbing up a sign, though, that uh, says, you know, like, like almost like a street sign that says Laughing Cat Alley. And it's just sort of open there. And you see that this, this like, you know, leathery-skinned fellow is like, can I go? You've bested me. What do you want to know? What do you, Take whatever's here. Zero walks over and grabs him by the collar and hoists him up so that his feet are a good six inches off the ground, not even looking him in the eye. Like, this is just off to his side. Like, Zero's looking straight forward, and he's holding this guy almost at a 90-degree angle off to his side with his arm pretty much straight out because the guy's... Well, shorter than zero, which doesn't really make him short, but... Yeah, right. Yeah. No, you're not going anywhere until we get a little bit more information, until I get some kind of information as to what in the name of something I can't even word right now. You're not going anywhere and just throttles him a little bit while he's doing it. Fantastic. This is the angriest anyone has ever seen zero. uh... I my concentration on my spell ends because I feel like he's got it covered. Sure, yeah. Uh, so he says, "The name's Vizax. It's V Y Z. Who cares?" Did I ask you to transcribe a goddamn thing? Ooh. Uh, he says, um, "Listen, I came here hoping to make a name for myself and prove myself that I could be." The greatest gift Yankee soldier this world has ever seen. I arrived six months ago, was drawn to this location. I sensed that there was this portal in this area. I didn't know it opened right here. And you can waltz it in with a key. And I came to this plane to conquer this realm. To secure my position among the gift Yankee knights. But, uh, you know, I, fa- I find the indigenous life here w- weaker than I hoped until I met. You. You know, my plan was supposed to be infallible. I was going to just, you know, once my army was fully trained, admittedly, I was a few numbers short. But, I was, I was we, were, we were going to clean house. We stole all this stuff downstairs from some merchants. We were ready to equip an army. But I, I've seen that I've been bested and that maybe my ideas were a bit far-fetched. So all I ask is that you just let me take my leave. I'll go back to to the astral plane where I came from. And uh, no harm done. <laughs> Zero just moves the thing right in front of him. Uh-huh. If I had a sense of humor, I might even find this funny. We didn't even come here for you. Silly little collateral damage knight. Gif Yankee. Find find yourself a portal. And not this one. Disappear through it and darken this plane no more. Throws him into the wall. Excellent. Yeah, you actually knock him unconscious. Uh, And then, like, you know, he kind of, like, after a few few moments, like, kind of picks himself up, dusts himself off, and just kind of, like... Like just leaves his stuff, right? Um, only just kind of only running out with his armor, pretty much. Like throws all of his stuff down to the ground. They so just take it, and he just leaves. And stay out. 
Okay. Well now, done, would guys. Would somebody what explain he, what, what the shit the... happened for the last two weeks? <laughs> I was going to ask. Two weeks. You were in there for two weeks? And who crossed your wires while you were in there? <laughs> Relax, old friend. And out of character, I will be happy to address that once we nail down some details of what actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know that Razi was involved. Yeah. I, I just wanted to make sure that I had the um, the ground <laughs> rules on what story I could tell there before no, I started I'll, telling I'll, the I'll let you answer that question. You know right. that Razi was involved, but that your memory's a bit hazy of the event because you're kind of shell-shocked that it's been two weeks and it's only here been maybe a few yeah. minutes. Yeah, two weeks. And I was... I don't even need sleep. I slept for 30 minutes out of those two weeks. Oof. Is that a lot or a little? 30 minutes in two weeks of sleep? I mean, he doesn't really sleep, though. I don't even need sleep, but I mean, come on. (laughs) I just got to have a little bit of something here. Zero came back swearing. Before he left, Zero was the kind of guy who wouldn't use contractions and sentences. Right. He's come back (laughs) in a full-on swearing fit, threatening a guy. He's a changed robot, Warforged. All right. Well, you see the 31 squared kind of is like, I hate to break up this moment, but it is imperative that I take my leave of you. You see the 31 squared kind of makes his way to the front of the portal. He stares off into this otherworldly dimension, and you can see a look of what could only be excitement cross his face. Hobby, on the other hand, has his head hung low as he kneels down beside his friend. I... I want to thank you, 31 Squared. And he kind of looks up at... And all, and all of you, too. You show me things that I would have never seen at the farm. I made a good friend and met true, honest-to-goodness heroes. And 31 Squared reaches out to put an arm around Tabby. Although I have been in contact with 100,000, a lot of entities before, I do not believe that I have ever created a bond such as this. Tabi, you have given me choice and meaning, and for that I will never be able to repay you. I only hope that you are able to continue making proper choices amongst all of the chaos, and you will live out the rest of your short organic life in harmony. Now you see that... uh Tabby kind of stands up, like, holding back tears and kind of thanks each of you again and turns back to 31 squared. And he says, I've learned so much from all of you over the past few days. I don't know how to thank you. You've shown me that this world is a whole lot bigger than the farm. If everyone just stays locked at home, then nobody would be there to stop the bad things that you happen just over the hill. He glances about the room before continuing. You've taught me how to be a hero. 31 squared smiles as he takes a few steps towards the portal. I have also created many new logic branches in my time with you. I must spend some time discovering these new thoughts. But rest assured, I will one day return to visit. This time I promise I won't bring 147 of my friends as well. With that, 31 squared steps across the portal to the alien city. He looks to the sky as the portal becomes transparent again. The portal swirls and begins to almost sort of slowly shrink out of existence. And as the portal is about to collapse in on itself, Tabby leaps for the portal. Of course he does. As the portal vanishes, you see Tabby looking back at you, grinning and waving goodbye. And then it closes. And you see that where Tabby once stood, there is a note. 
Dear Pa and Ma, I really hope you're not mad, but I have to go away for a while. Dad can't walk good, and Edrin is too little, so I gotta be the one to protect the farm. I gotta learn to be a hero. Don't be mad at my friends. They didn't, they didn't talk me into it. Because I love y'all, that, that's why I have to go. I'll be back soon for good. Love, Hobby. Oh, <laughs> son of a bitch. And also, you see that the rod that, you know, with the jewel on top of it is also laying there where his note. Um, At least he paid us. <laughs> it's good to see great. you've got a heart there. This is why I don't work with children. All right. The um, fuck are we going to explain a missing kid? We're right? not. <laughs> this is where I walk away. Nope. <laughs> No, thanks. I mean, that's a no for his parents. Sure it is. Someone will get it to him. I think we have a moral dilemma to decide upon between the five of us. Yeah, I know I kind of feel like we're going to end up taking it to him, but in real life, this is where I walk away. No. Nope. Isn't this where you le have the ninja leave it after dark? Yum. He can nail it to the door. I've got at a night. I will fight every demon blind. you throw at me. Do not send me to that dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got to say. So let's... uh. Let's try to, we'll, we'll wrap things up a little bit with this. This is Halloween special. Special. And I wouldn't feel right if we just ended on this uh, somber, slightly somber note. We and being that it's kid. radio, you can't prove that one of us isn't dressed like Professor Frankenfurter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or Very two true. of us. Or no, the us. other one's dressed like Rocky. <laughs> all right, well, I mean, here you are. Speedo. I'm dressed like <laughs> Susan Sarandon. Right. So, I mean, you guys it's are really convincing. <laughs> you guys are now just hanging out like, you know, in this area. The portal's closed. I mean, Vizax's scimitar actually lays right before your feet, Paradil. Yeah, I'll take it. it. Looks like trash, but I'll take it. Actually, in the moment you take it and you inspect it, you know that this is actually of exceptional and of otherworldly quality. Wow. You think that it may be have magical properties? But you're not entirely sure. You would need to make an arcana check to, de to, to decipher whether it does. I'm going to do that. Do it. That's a, That's a nice roll. That's a 22. I, I rolled a 19 plus yeah. intelligence yeah. 3. That's a 22. 22, yeah. You know for absolute fact this is magical. And I hate the rules that's written, like um, magical identifying rules. I think that if you roll a well enough arcana check, you should be able to at least know what the properties of an item are. This is a plus one scimitar, which means that it gives you a, a bonus to both your attack rolls and your damage with it, you know, of plus one. In addition to that, if you attune to this weapon, which means that you next time you take a rest, if you spend at least two hours, an hour, I'm sorry, an hour with this item, like attuning yourself to it, you are able to use this property of it. While you are attuned to this weapon, your hit point maximum increases by one for each level you've attained. So right now you would get, essentially get a th an extra three max hit points. Um, and also, any intelligence roll that you make of any kind, so any intelligence abilities, so like history or arcana or whatever, if it involves military history or tactics, you make that roll with advantage. That's hot. Okay. All for the low, low price of cooking one githyanki. So I can double-wield some scimitars. If you wanted to, yes. You would have to put your shield down. You go to 17 AC, but yes, you can absolutely do that. That's amazing. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, and also, 
I think that's where we're going to have to call it for this Halloween special evening. Sorry it wasn't so Halloween-y, but I feel like it was a very nice conclusion to this adventure. I want to thank everybody for listening so far. I also actually want to have a special thank you to uh, Anthony, and I'm sorry if I butchered your last name, but Anthony Lesink. Um, he was actually the author of the original A Boy and His Modron adventure, and I found this actually on the DMs Guild, which I know we mentioned in our introductory episode. Um, I talked to him. He said he would love for you know us to podcast this, and I just I fell in love with the story the moment I read it. Yeah. Um, you know, we adapted yeah. it for our campaign, and I definitely changed a few details around to sort of maybe match the setting. But I think that it was just so good that I, I you know, I, as much as I'd like to write on my own, all the feels. I just, yeah, it's it was absolutely beautiful. So I want to say thank you, Anthony, for letting us um, use your writing. And I would, this adventure is actually up for free on the DMs Guild. But I would, you know, I would consider donating to him if you could spare the dollars because I think that he took a lot of time to craft a brilliant brilliant story um so yeah again you know that's it for us tonight uh thank you for joining us on hapless heroes um i'd like to go around and introduce our people one more time we have uh joe playing ezra hi we have mike playing quinn please again k-w-i-n <laughs> we have dave playing zero will no one tell me what happened these last couple of weeks <laughs> <laughs> we have zach playing paradil and we have James playing Hoblet. Bye, friends. And again, my name is Francesco. I'm your host and DM for this evening. Tune in next week when we're actually going to switch gears and our our very own Dave will be taking over the reins as DM and taking us all on a whole new story. Still tied to this. Journey of fuckery. And you'll get yes. to meet my character. Um, so once again, we're happy with heroes. Thank you guys for coming. Uh, please shoot us a follow on Twitter. Uh, we're on iTunes and everything. If you guys want to leave us a review, we'd love to hear from you. Like we, we, we love hearing feedback. We want to know how we're doing. And, uh, um, if you're going to tell us we suck, tell us how we suck. Yeah. Please. Right. Please. Make like it constructive. be constructive with your criticism. Uh, but yeah, love we're all to of you, you, Kathy, with your, with your criticism, vague criticisms. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds oddly specific. <laughs> yeah. Tell us where Kathy touched you. <laughs> oh, boy. And with that, uh, good night, everybody.